the hard work of God. The hard work of God. Tonight, I am speaking on two subjects that are fused together. Number one, hard work. Number two, the work of God. I'm speaking on hard work. I am speaking on the work of God. So put together, I decided to name it the hard work of God. Because of time, I cannot wait for anybody. Hard work simply means a great deal of effort or endurance. Hard work simply means a great deal of effort or endurance so any situation anything that you have been able to endure to the end that endurance is hard work that great deal of effort is hard work to endure that situation to endure that temptation to endure that trial that endurance is hard work A hard-working person is someone who tends to work with energy and commitment. A hard-working person is someone who tends to work with energy and commitment. So if you are here and you believe you are hard-working, it means that you should, you should work with energy and commitment you cannot be considered as hard working if you do not work with energy and commitment you literally apply force you literally exert energy and you are committed to what you are doing that is hard work i don't know how all of a sudden africans think that carrying heavy stuff is what hard work means I don't know who changed the definition of hard work that walking in the rain or digging in the rain and being beaten by the rain is what is what what hard work is no I don't I don't know how the definition of hard work all of a sudden changed for us hard work is anything you tend to do with energy and commitment whether it is the flipping of pages whether it is the watching of a screen no matter what it is for as long as you are exerting energy and commitment that is hard work a hard-working person is someone who is constantly who is constantly regularly or habitually engaged in earnest and energetic work number one you are constant number two you are regular number three that is your habit and you are habitually engaged in earnest and energetic energetic work that is hard work
I will take this opportunity to speak against any situation you find yourself in that is only wasting your time but the devil has made it seem like it is hard work I will take advantage of this atmosphere to declare that whatever you are involved in that is draining your strength that is draining your energy that is draining your heart and yet it has nothing to do with hard work I pray that you shall break free I pray that you shall break free in the mighty name of Jesus come on somebody yes I am speaking to you do not see yourself as you are in the crowd you are the one I am speaking to yes I mean you you Allah Come on, somebody. Any situation you find yourself in in circles that keeps on draining the life out of you, that has nothing to nothing to do with hard work, ends now in Jesus' name. Every night they rush your mom to the hospital. Mostly almost every week almost every month almost every three months your mother is rushed to the hospital and you are spending time and out of the hospital this is not hard work the devil has put you in a situation that would drain your energy every time every month there is a situation you are in or you find yourself in that draws the life out of you that is not hard work this is an orchestration of the devil i declare that you are coming out now work and the work of God the hard work of God John chapter 21 verse 15 through to verse 17 I want to explain a man of God's job in three statements listen if you if you're a man of God if you have the calling of God over your life you cannot miss this service you cannot miss this message you must go through it if you are aspiring to be a preacher you cannot miss out i want to explain a man of god's job in three statements that jesus made john chapter 21 verse 15 after breakfast after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? They were eating fish and bread. And Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me more than these? why is jesus asking this question because peter his whole life all he has spent his life doing is fishing peter was a fisherman so he really loved to fish his whole life he had been trained to fish so jesus asked do you love me more than this <laughs> 
Do you love me more than your job? That is the question. Do you love me more than your career? That is the question. Do you love me more than your destiny? That is the question. Do you love me more than what you want to achieve? That is the question. Do you love me more than whatever you dream of? That is the question. You need to know that anything you love more than God is an idol. Many of us, what we love more is our lives. What we love more are our dreams. What we love more are what we want to become in the future. This is why this message is important. Peter, do you love me more than these fishes? Do you love me more than the work of a fisherman? Do you love me more than the accounting you studied in school? Do you love me more than the courses you read on campus? And Peter replied, You know I love you. God or Jesus doesn't ask questions because he doesn't know. He asks questions because he wants you to realize that you yourself believe the answer. Or he wants to know whether you believe the answer or not. Jesus already knows that Peter loves him. And yet he's asking, do you love me? So Peter said, you know I love you. So why is Jesus still asking? Because he wants to know whether Peter believes in that answer or not. Hmm. Now I ask you, do you love God? Do you love Jesus? Do you love the work of God? Do you love the work of God? Are you committed to the work of God? It is not like I don't know, but I am asking you, I am trying to find out whether you believe the answer or not. You know I love you. Lord, you know I love you. Then Jesus said, feed my lambs. I am explaining the work of a man of God in the three statements Jesus made. Number one, he said, then feed my lambs. The lamb literally means a young sheep. The lamb is used figuratively as a symbol of meekness, gentleness, and innocence. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Which means feed the young sheep. Which means feed the meek. Which means feed the gentle. Feed the innocent. Feed those who are naive. Do you love me? Then feed the lambs. Feed my lambs. The first job of a man of God is to feed the young sheep. The young sheep comprises of meek people, babies, gentle people, innocent people, naive people, people who are still young in the things of the spirit. They do not know much about God. They do not know much about the spirit of God. They do not know much about the things of God. They are called the lamb. Are we together? He's still making ways for me. 
So what are we supposed to feed the young sheep with? Or what are we supposed to feed the lambs with? The lamb literally means the young sheep. The meek ones, the weak ones, the young ones, the gentle ones, the naive ones, the innocent ones. How are you treating the young sheep? What are you feeding them with? The lamb drinks milk during its first few weeks of life. The lamb drinks milk during its first few weeks of life. Which means that you are expected to feed the, the lambs in its first few weeks. Which means that if you are also part of the lambs, you are only expected to stay on that stage just a couple of weeks. The job, the first job of a man of God is to feed the young lambs or the young sheep. And you are expected to stay in that state only in a couple of weeks. But unfortunately, many of you have been lambs for years. Three years, you are still a lamb. Five years, you are still a lamb. Fourteen years, you are still a lamb. Ten years, you are still a lamb. For how long will you stay a lamb? The lamb drinks milk during its first few weeks of life. After that, the Bible said it eats the normal sheep's diet of grasses, flowers, and legumes. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Paul said, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. So mostly I feed most of you people still with milk because there are those among us that are still lambs. Messages that are not difficult to digest. Messages that are not difficult to understand. Messages that are not difficult to, to, to relate with. So the first job of a man of God is to feed the young sheep, to feed the young sheep, to feed the young sheep. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk. Not just any milk, but pure spiritual milk. If you are here and you are still craving spiritual milk or even pure spiritual milk, it is not enough. For how long have you been in God? For how long are you going to feed on milk? Even though that is the first job of a man of God, I expect that after all these months, after all these weeks, after all these years, you have grown from that level. You make the work difficult. It is difficult to feed somebody with meal for seven years, for 17 years. Imagine that you are still being you are still being fed with your mother's breast milk after seven years. Think about it. That becomes an anomaly. By now, you should be receiving heavy food difficult messages messages that are quite complicated to digest but yet you are able to digest it why because you are growing 
so if you're a man of God here your first job is to feed the young sheep the lamb with milk messages that are that are not difficult to digest that is what Jesus said John chapter 21 verse 16 Jesus repeated a question Simon son of John do you love me yes Lord Peter said you know I love you then take care of my sheep Jesus said I'm speaking to the men of God and the women of God under the sound of my voice if you have not started feeding the young sheep yet with milk you have not started your work you haven't started your duty yet the second duty is to take care of the sheep not the lamb but the sheep because when you feed the, the lamb with milk just a couple of weeks later they now become part of the sheep they are not lambs anymore that is why you cannot be a lamb for years no you are only expected to be a lamb just about a few weeks now to take care of someone or something means to keep the sheep safe and provided for man of God woman of God it is your duty to keep the sheep safe provide for them Jesus said if you love me then take care of my sheep which means he is expecting you to keep them safe and to provide for them are we together to take care also means to deal with which means to take measures concerning someone or something especially with the intention of putting something right Taking care of the sheep means when they do something wrong, make sure you correct them. When, when they are going down the wrong path, make sure you correct them. When they are headed in the wrong way, make sure you correct them and redirect them because it is part of taking care of the sheep. And if you are part of the sheep, you must learn to make the work of your shepherd easier some of you are too difficult some of you are too stubborn some, some of you are too disobedient follow carefully if in God you are part of, you are part of the sheep you cannot be angry when you are corrected you cannot be angry when you are redirected you cannot be angry when you are told to stop something by your shepherd come on that is my job it is my duty to ensure that you are taken care of and provided for hello It is my duty to ensure you are safe. It is my duty. Whatever you need to talk about, it is my duty to counsel you. There are so many people who think that a man of God has no business counseling people. Then what do you think the business is about or the work is about? How do you take care of someone if you are not counseling them? prayers are not enough you need to counsel people advise people redirect people correct people and we cannot do that only by prayer we can also do that through counseling 
This is why I always encourage people, learn to share your business with us. Learn to share whatever you go through with us because if you do not do that, it becomes difficult for me to lead you as your shepherd because it is my job to do so. It is my job to take care of you. It is my job to ensure you are provided for. It is my job to ensure that you are on the right path. Learn to make the work of your shepherd easier. So to take care of the sheep means to attend to her or to provide for the needs of operation or treatment of the people of God. Why do you think I spend valuable time praying for the sick, praying for the disturbed, praying for those who are not right, praying for those who are not doing well, praying for those who are delayed, praying for those who are not moving on. It is my job to ensure that I take care of the sheep because when Jesus comes, he would ask me, the people I left for you, what has become of them? Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Verse 17 of John chapter 21. The Bible said Jesus asked a third time. Jesus asked a third time. Simon, son of John, do you love me? And the Bible said Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Number one, feeding the lambs. Number two, taking care of the sheep. Number three, feeding the sheep. These three statements is the definition of the work of a man of God. Is there anybody here who was not fed as a baby? If yes, say yes. If no, say no. any people here that were not fed as babies growing up as a baby you were never fed but this is how far you've come I want to see you Jesus said feed my sheep a sheep is not a baby it is a lamb that is a baby but a sheep is a grown animal a sheep is a grown person we were all fed by our parents or guardians when we were when we were babies right either your parents fed you or your guardians fed you else you wouldn't have survived However, our parents stopped feeding us the moment they realized we were grown and not kids anymore. Am I lying? Some of you wouldn't know what I am talking about because you are still kids. But those of us who are not kids anymore, you can tell that your parents stopped feeding you many years ago. Ask King K. When was the last time his mom fed him? He will tell you he doesn't remember. Josephine some of us our parents stopped feeding us many years ago we have lost track of the time 
our parents, our biological parents, our mothers who carried us in our wombs for, for nine months, they even stopped feeding us when they realized we are not kids anymore. Ask Paul. Paul, when was the last time your mom fed you? Master, you have no idea. My wife always says this. The very day that she called her dad, that dad, I am done with school. And the, and the, and the father sent money. That's okay, come home. That was the last day the dad ever gave her money to date. University. The day she said, I am done with school. The dad said, come home. That was the end of it to date. Think about it. Think about it. Even our biological parents, they stop feeding us when they realize we are not kids anymore. But I want you to pay attention to this critically. Jesus says, pay, sorry, feed my sheep. The sheep are the grown ones. The sheep are the matured ones. Which means that a man of God never gets to a point in his life where he stops feeding even the matured people of God. Think about it. Even your own mom stopped feeding you, but I have to keep on, I have to continue feeding you. Your own dad stopped feeding you, but I have to continue feeding you. Think about it. You do not understand the duty of a man of God, and that is why you abuse us so much. That no matter how grown you are, in or out of God, you still need to be fed. Are there people who are too mature to be fed in the church? Are there people who are too mature to be fed in Christ? I want to see you by hand. All the people in my life, I always say this, the people I call friends, I call brothers, I barely have people who, people that I am older than, all the people in my life are older than me. All the people I call friends, some are 10 years older than me, some are 8 years, some are 6, some are 4, some are 5. One, some, one called me all afternoon today. He's far older than me, but he called me and said, man of God, I need you to help me think about it. He wants to be fed with something that he sees you have, or he wants to be fed with something he knows you have. In God, you are never satisfied or you never get to a point where you do not need to be fed. You need to be fed every day, no matter how old you are, physically or spiritually. This is why you cannot downplay the duty of a man of God in your life. Some of you, you see your man of God, you treat them anyhow, you abuse them, you, you talk about them anyhow. You do not understand the hard work they need to do for you. Now, the very moment you enter into God, there is a contract that you sign. Somebody say contract. Listen to this carefully. I said, the very moment you enter into God, there is a contract you sign. And I need everybody here to pay attention to this. Take me to Matthew chapter 20, the verse number 1. Matthew chapter 20, verse number 1. 
For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. So God is God is the landowner in this story. God is the is the landowner in this story. And the Bible said he went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. This is why the Bible said, God said, God said, I am the one who chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you because he's the one who came out to employ you. He's the one who came out to choose you. He's the one who came out to select you. You are not in God because you want to be in God. You are in God because God wants you to be in Him. I don't know if I'm making any sense. You are in God not because you want to be in God, but you are in God because God wants you to be in Him. So before I move to verse 2, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, I want to prove to everybody that everybody under the sound of my voice is called by God. Which means that everybody on earth is operating with a contract. Do you know? Or did you know? Kinkei, do you know that you have a contract with God? Josephine, do you know or did you know that you have a contract with God? Graysam, did you know that you have a contract with God? I'm asking. Who, who knows this? Second hmm. Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. For God saved us and called us. Did God save some and call some? Or did God save all and called all? for God saved us all of us and called us all of us God has called every single person who is saved I'm asking you Mary are you saved say I am if you are people answer me i'm asking are you saved if you are say i am You need to understand this. God saved all of us and called all of us. Everybody who is saved is called. 
not some but all not men but all not women but all not the tall but all not the prophets but all not the evangelists but all not the teachers but all not not any group of people but all everybody that is saved by God is called and the Bible said I have called all of you to live a holy life living for God he did this not because we deserved it but because that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus that was his plan that was his contract that was his proposal so back to Matthew chapter 20 now that we all know that we are all called now watch this carefully Matthew chapter 20 verse 2 the Bible said he agreed that is God agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work when you read the Bible carefully you would understand that giving encouragement if that is your gift and calling it is as important as preaching you will know that giving financially or giving your money is as important as sharing the Word of God if that is your calling you need to know that whatever gift God has given you it is equally as important as the Word of God I am sharing because that is what you have been called to do to support with your money to support with your time to support with your energy to give encouragement to give advice to give counsel we all have diverse gifts being called doesn't mean you have to preach sometimes it means you have to give sometimes it means you have to celebrate sometimes it means you have to support sometimes it means you have to share sometimes it means you have to advise we all need to understand this so the Bible said God agreed to pay the normal daily wage sent them sorry and sent them to work he didn't send them to eat he didn't send them to sleep he didn't send them to lazy about he sent them to work the Bible didn't say he sent them to preach I need you to study this carefully whenever we are talking about the work of God we are not just talking about preaching we are talking we are talking about what have been assigned you to do what is it then to some people it is recording the names of attendance to some people it is ushering people to their seats to some people it is supporting with the light bill in the church to some people it is doing whatever they feel led to do the bible said god signed a contract with them because an agreement is a contract and the bible said he agreed to pay the normal daily wage because there is a payment in this contract scheme that you need to know that will be paid you after you are sent out to work so the fact that Paul is preaching and I am preaching and Peter is preaching and other ministers are preaching does it mean we are the only ones doing the work of God somebody work with me are we on the same page Shh. 
sharing the link could be the work you have been sent to do inviting people could be the work you have been sent to do evangelizing to people could be the work you have been sent to do what is the work God has sent you out to do because there is a payment the Bible said at 9 o'clock in the morning God was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing there doing nothing these days we have people who have been sent out to work standing in the marketplace and they are not selling and they are not buying and they are doing nothing it is not everybody in the marketplace that is working so similarly it is not everybody in the church that would end up in heaven because there are people in the church that are working up and there are others in the church who are doing nothing Am I speaking to somebody? What do you do in the ministry? What do you do in the church? What do you do in our programs? What do you do in prayer life? God came, came to the marketplace expecting to see people selling, expecting to see people buying up, and yet he found a group of people who were just standing there. The Bible didn't even say they were walking about. The Bible said they were standing there doing nothing. Can I preach to somebody? They were standing there doing nothing. Verse 4. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. You would only be paid if you are working. Men of God here, listen to me carefully. There is payment in this work we are doing because this work is hard work and I will prove it to you in the scriptures. There is payment in this work. Never lose heart. But God will never pay you until he sees that you are working. Men of God, shepherds of God, listen to the sound of my voice. God will never pay you until he sees that you are working. He saw them standing there doing nothing and he hired them to work and he signed a contract with them. The contract said, I will give you whatever is due you at the end of the day. That is the contract. And I'll prove to you that everybody has their contract. I have mine verse 5 so they went to work in the vineyard there is no payment until you go to work in the vineyard the vineyard is the ministry the vineyard is the business area the vineyard is the church the vineyard is the movement the vineyard is where you have been placed to work some of you your vineyard could be your workplace some of you your vineyard could be the ministry you are in some of you the vineyard could be the school you are in some of you the vineyard could be the music industry the, the communication industry industry that the, whatever industry you could find yourself could be your vineyard if god is the one who has placed you there and the bible said at noon 12 o'clock in the afternoon and again at 
3 o'clock in the afternoon he did the same thing which means that regardless of the people who have been employed by God or the people who have been assigned a tax in the kingdom of God God will keep on bringing in new people the Bible said at noon he did it and at 3 o'clock he did it at 9 in the morning he did it and very early in the morning he did it it means God never ends or God never stops employing new people bringing in new people some people were employed three years ago some people were employed 30 years ago and yet 10 years later God still employed some of us God still hired some of us I know you could have been employed last month you could have been employed last year but you were stubborn so you were not employed but I came to tell you God is still hiring it doesn't matter if you missed your chance in the previous year there is still an opportunity for you to be sent out to work ah, God. and at five o'clock God hired again five o'clock that afternoon God was in town again and saw some people standing around and he hired them the Bible said he asked them why haven't you been working today you see there are people who are standing in the market doing nothing lazying about but there are some people who have a more prominent reason pay attention to this at five o'clock that afternoon God was in town again and he saw some more people standing there he asked them why haven't you been working today it means they are not there because they are lazy they are not there because there is a reason because god asked why have you not been working today 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 not your whole life some of you have the question god is asking is why have you not been working for three years because god knows you are hard working why have you not been working for two years because god knows you are hard working why have you not been working for four years because god knows you are hard working why have you not been working for seven months because god God knows you are hard working verse 7 they replied because no one hired us nobody hired us this is the secret that if I had found some years ago I wouldn't have struggled like this it is now that I have come to realize that if you set and set and set and set and nobody is hiring you, it is because God has an assignment for you. God has an employment for you. God has a job for you. God has a contract for you. Anybody here? you've searched and searched and searched and searched and yet you are still not finding any job nobody is hiring you it is because god is your boss and god wants to hire you god wants to employ you <laughs> sometimes you hear men of god they say i was doing this job and god told me to quit that is good there are other stories that you hear that man of god i searched everywhere and that was my story applied online like i was crazy nobody not even we are sorry no response not even we are sorry 
we apologize sir we cannot review your application i would even be glad if they turn me down decently but they will not even reply or respond to your mail they said we are here not because we are lazy we are here not because we have nothing better to do but we are here because nobody will hire us that is so frustrating that is so frustrating that nobody will hire you you have the requirement you have the stature you have the form but nobody will hire you sometimes you go through a training you know that you 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 can pass and yet they will deny you god has a job for you people went for immigration fire service military they were all turned away not because they were disqualified just because they wouldn't hire them think about it what you are going through is a sign that god has an employment for you this is a very difficult to difficult message to listen to to hear because it is not an easy thing to study in school for four years in the university for four years just for you to lay down your certificate and receive the contract from god it is not an easy thing but i can assure you it is better it will not be easy but it is better because God is working up because God is working up because God I know for a fact that God is working up your parents are looking down on you your mother is looking down on you even your younger siblings are looking down on you but I know for a fact that God is working up and if you can receive the contract of God you shall come out successful you shall come out greater you shall come out better and you shall rule up in your circle up you shall rule up in your city up you shall rule up in your country up you shall rule up in the world up because this is the calling of god the land owner told them asasira asasira onawai asasira niyame the land owner is God. The land owner told them, Then go out and join the others in my vineyard. Go and join the other people I have already employed. Do not forget, he employed people at 6 a.m. He employed a group of people at 9 a.m. He employed another group of people at 12 p.m. He employed another group of people at 3 p.m. He employed another group of people at 5 p.m. And he is telling those he employed at 5 p.m. that go back up and enjoy those who have already been working in the field verse 8 that evening he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them that evening that evening yeah. God pays you by day every day what you need will come <laughs> God every day what you need will come every day what you need will come every day what you need will come the Bible said Jesus became poor so that we would be rich and that same Jesus that the Bible said he was poor he himself said do not worry about what you will eat or drink or what you will wear how can a poor man make this statement how can a poor man make such a statement 
that do not worry about what you eat. Do you think he's poor? He was never poor. Financially, Jesus was never poor. Verse 9. When those hired at 5 o'clock were picked, each received a full day's wage. And amazingly, the work ended at 6 p.m. And those who were employed at 5 only worked for one hour. And those who were employed at 9 worked from 9 to 5. 9 to 6. Till six. Hmm. Pay attention to this carefully. Verse 11. When they received their pay, the Bible said they protested to the landowner. Verse 12. Those people worked only one hour, yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. There is something you need to know that the payment God pays you has nothing to do with the hours you work. It is strictly based on the contract you have with him. And look at Dimashodak in your traditional offices. You know that if you do not work at least eight hours a week, sorry, eight hours a day, you are not going to receive the full payment you are supposed to receive. They will deduct some payment out of it. But when it comes to God, it doesn't matter whether it is two hours or four hours or 14 hours. As long as you have signed the contract, this faithful God, so be faithful with your payment. God hired them at 5 p.m. for them to work till 6 p.m. Just one hour. And yet he paid them according to the contract, not according to the hours they worked. That stands to reason that anybody that thinks the more they work with respect to ours, the more they will be rich. You are joking. It doesn't work that way. People, it doesn't work that way. So you keep on calculating. Those of you in UK, every hour, $20 or 20 pounds. So if I am able to do eight hours or 10 hours in a day, then 20 times 10, then, then, then you, you do a long calculation. So by the end of the month, you are taking about 2,500 pounds and you are so excited. You will never be rich. That is what it means. You will never be rich. You will never be rich. That is what it means. Palaku sanama zobrados kita paradosha kadabahap. Now they are complaining. How come I have worked from nine to five, and you have given me the same payment as somebody who who worked from five to six? God said, "Friend, I haven't been unfair." Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Isn't that the contract I signed with you? God is asking. Why are you angry with me? There are people who do not understand that they have been doing this work for 15 years and yet they do not have the resource we have because we have not spent that long. Why are you God? 
There are people who do not understand that we have only been married for six, eight months, and yet they've been married for 12 years, and they are, they are not seeing the results we are seeing. Why are you God? What contract do you have with him? understand it is not about the number of hours it is not about the number of days it is not about how long the duration it has to do with the contract you have with god and the god you are serving the contract is the covenant what i mean to say is do not rely on your strength do not rely on your energy do not rely on what you can contribute but relax in God relax in your covenant with God you need to establish a covenant with God this is why you are encouraged to give offerings every day this is why you are encouraged to give tithes every day so that you have by some way by supernatural connections can build a solid relationship a solid covenant with God so that you will not be paid based on the duration you work up but you will be paid up based on the goodness of God based on the faithfulness of God based on the blessings of God I have been saying this over and over again and I know some people are not listening but I know people or others are willing to listen and I know give us all five years those who are willing to listen will come up on top they will come out successful they will come out over over everyone else because they chose to listen and you did not they chose to listen and you did not it is not about the hours it is not about the days it is not about about working seven days in a week no have a covenant with God that is more important establish a covenant with God that is more important I can tell you for a fact there is nothing you would put your mind to on this earth that you would not be able to achieve what contracts do you have with God what covenant do you have with God what relationship do you have with God it is not about how hard you think you are working hard work is not about how long you work pay attention to this Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 the Bible said and they sang in a mighty chorus Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I want you to ask yourself, how did the entire heaven know that Jesus was killed to receive these things? Because it was a contract that he signed with God. That Father, God the Father, as I am going to kill myself, these are the things I want to receive. And God agreed. Because the Bible said the landowner agreed. Which means you bring out your proposal and God goes through and he agrees. And he signs the contract. It will never fail. How I wish I was preaching to somebody. How I wish I was preaching to somebody. First Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I planted the seed in your hearts. I 
Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. How did Apostle Paul plant the seeds? By preaching and teaching them. How did Apollos water it? By teaching and preaching to them. But listen to this. It is not important who does the planting. It is not important who does the watering. What was important is that God makes the seed grow. Verse 8, the Bible said, The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Whenever we are talking about hard work, we are talking about what you do according to the will of God. That is the definition of hard work. Hard work is not just you are running up and down in Accra. Hard work is not just you are running up and down in Kumase. Hard work is everything you do diligently in the will of God. I don't know how clearer I can make this. Hard work is what you do accurately in the will of God. Which means if you are working in a bank and it is not in the will of God, that is not hard work. If you are selling phones and it is not in the will of God, that is not hard work. If you are into selling, buying and selling, if you are into stock trading and you are not doing it according to the will of God, that is never hard work. It doesn't matter how long you'll be involved in it. Paul was preaching, Apollos was teaching, Paul was preaching, Apollos was teaching, and the Bible says God would reward everybody according to his own hard work, which means that if you are a preacher, if you are a teacher, you need to understand that your job is a hard work, but you must make sure that what you are preaching and what you are teaching is in the will of God, else it would not be considered as hard work. You are a Christian. You need to understand the biblical principles. For we are both God's workers. And you are God's field. You are God's building. Whatever I do in the will of God, I am working in God's vineyard. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. The Bible said we work hard to persuade others. When you see me preaching like this, that is me working hard. When you see me teaching like this, that is me working hard. When you see me going up and down, doing programs, that is me working hard. Because Paul said we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. We work hard to persuade others we work hard to win people to christ we work hard to win the hearts of people and to turn their hearts to god and to turn the heart of god back to the people that is men of god working hard never stand anywhere and think men of god are lazy they are never lazy paul said that is we working hard we work hard to persuade others preaching to them teaching them convincing them encouraging them counseling them that is me working hard colossians chapter 1 verse 28 
so we tell others about Christ warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us we want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ verse 29 that is why I work and struggle so hard that is why I work and and, and struggle so hard men of God under the sound of my voice until you see your work your teachings your preachings as your work you will never be paid for it many of you are doing the work of the ministry as though it was your hobby but you need to understand that nobody receives or is paid for their hobbies this is very important let me say it again many of you are doing the work of ministry as a hobby many of you join our services as a hobby you need to understand nobody is paid for their hobbies this is why you have joined us for years and yet you are not paid because you see us as a hobby this hard work we are doing for God you see it as a hobby all the preachings and the teachings you are doing and the prayers you are praying you, you, you are seeing it as a hobby and that is why you are never paid enough man of God listen to me shepherd listen to me people of God listen to me if you do not stop listening to us as though it is your hobby you will never receive results from the things we preach you will never be paid from the listening you do I am preaching three times every week on this platform alone and you think this is my hobby no this is my full-time job so when you come to listen do not listen to it as though it is your hobby make time for the teachings make time for the prayers make time for the things we share because this is the hard work of God this is not a hobby some of you it is when you are free that you listen to prayer life it is when you have time that that you listen to prayer life it is when you have nothing to do that you listen to prayer life you will never receive results you will never receive results until you change your attitude this is not a hobby this must be your full-time job listening to us must be your full-time job participating must be your full-time job being here must be your full-time job inviting people must be your full-time job because you know it is the hard work you are doing for God you must give and give well because it is the hard work of God you are doing for him Paul said, that is why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I work and struggle so hard that I can preach to you every week. I work and struggle so hard that I can meet up with my schedules every week. I work and struggle so hard that I can meet up with you. And you think this is a hobby? Colossians chapter 1 sorry 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12 dear brothers and sisters dear brothers and sisters dear brothers and sisters honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work 
brothers and sisters honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work honor them do you know what honor means give them respect give them support give, give whatever you can do to support them whatever you can do to encourage them give them encouragement you, you guys you don't understand the burden of this work the bible said they work hard among you they work hard among you they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance that is their hard work are we wiser than god or are we more intelligent than the scriptures the bible said those who give you spiritual guidance they work hard among you and so honor them support them encourage them motivate them I was there yesterday when my best man called me out of the blue we were talking we we're just talking and out of out of the blue he said bro now why are you not writing a book and I became quiet I said I asked him why are you asking me that question he said why are you not writing a book and I said, why are you asking me that question? And he said, he doesn't know why, but he feels like he should tell me that I should focus on the book and write. Hey. Do you know, just a month back, I started writing my first book that I'm supposed to release this book. The Lord said, I'm supposed to release this book by the end of the year. But I started writing the book, but I got discouraged. I got discouraged. So I've stopped for weeks now, for, for months now. It's just there. I couldn't continue. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, it's like I can't continue. And some of you think you are the only one with challenges. You have no idea. So when my best man called and said, why are you not writing a book? I asked him why why are you saying this and i said i'm actually writing a book but i am so discouraged and and he said the lord said i should tell you continue writing the book you do not understand the bed i have not told anybody about this the only one who knows about the book i'm writing is my wife she came to meet me one day from work and i was writing it i'm done with the introduction and everything but i was discouraged but my best man said the lord said i should tell you continue writing the book why are you stopping don't stop the bible said honor those who are leaders in the lord's work because they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance because giving you spiritual guidance is their hard work please don't stand anywhere from today i beg you don't stand anywhere from today and insult men of God saying they are lazy you do not know who you are speaking against do we know better than the scriptures now are we more knowledgeable than the content of the Bible 
have we come to know more than the holy spirit who inspired these men to write these things they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance you do not see the, the, the need of your man of god eh? you don't think about why you never get sick anyhow why you are not under attacks anyhow why you don't just go through situations anyhow do you think it's just natural do you think it's just normal it is because of the presence of a man of god it is because of the presence of a pastor it is because of the presence of a prophet in your life the bible said honor them ah. honor them they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance verse 13 show them great respect show them great not respect to great respect and these days we insult them in groups you don't fear god show them great respect you insult them like they are nobodies and wholeheartedly love because of their work love them wholeheartedly because of their work don't love me because of my sakura don't love me because of my beard don't love me because of my dressing love me because of my work that is what the bible is saying you know how hard we work apostle paul said you yourself testify of how hard we work paul said i work harder than all the other apostles and i know this for a fact i have a lot of men of god in my life and i can tell boldly i can i can say it boldly that i work harder than most of them and they themselves can even testify no long ago i was with my wife when one of them called from uk he said also for sometimes i am marveled at how hard working you are he's also a prophet like me but he says i learned a lot from you because you are so hard working i can say it boldly paul said i worked harder than all the other apostles i know how hard i work i know how committed i am i know i don't need to be told i know the least you can do is to show them great respect that's what the bible is saying and wholeheartedly love them because of their work and the bible said live peacefully with each other you should live with them in peace those of you i always say this those of you who are fighting with your men of god you don't fear god first timothy chapter 5 verse 17 elders who do their work well should be respected and paid well elders who do their work well should be respected number one and paid well which means that the respect is even more important than the payment they should every elder you know every pastor you know that you serve under every spiritual father you have and serve under the bible is saying the elders among you who do their work well should be respected and paid well pay them well when we are talking about paying well we are talking about giving well because we pay men of god through your giving how do you think i am paid 
people how do you think i am paid i am paid through your giving the tithes you give the offerings you give the free will offerings you give that is how we are paid the man of you learn from the bible said pay them well pay them well it means give generously give well respect and pay them well which means you shouldn't you shouldn't just respect them you must also pay them well it's a two-way street because respect your fan tom address respect your fan top door respect your fan respect your fan sidang that is the hard truth leaders need to understand these things and the bible said leaders who do their work well should be respected and pay well and i tell you for a fact it is just a matter of time the leaders among us who do their work well you will be paid well and you'll be respected it is just a matter of time it is just a matter of time it is just a matter of time the bible said especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching especially those who work hard uh, at both preaching and teaching you know how hard your man of god can preach you know how well your man of god can teach the least you can do is to pay them well verse 18 for the scripture says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain and in another place those who work deserve their pay people i am not saying all this because we want your money no i am saying all this because it is the truth of god second peter chapter 1 verse 15 so i will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after i am gone which means i am not doing this for myself i am doing this for the generations that come after i would i will make sure i will work hard that you remember these things even when i am gone ladies and gentlemen Mazura kadivarado shakando brale badagaradosh. Satara mazubralis kota badagarada badagaradosh. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-eight. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-eight. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless there is nothing you would ever do for God that will ever become useless enthusiastically means in a way that shows intense and eager enjoyment and interest when you are doing anything for God do it happily do it interestingly do it with enjoyment work and happiness that is why i don't preach as though somebody is forcing me i don't preach as though somebody is killing me as though some no 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 i preach enthusiastically 
That is what the Bible commands us to do. Today, in five minutes, we are ending the session because I've told you I'll be on Adom FM at 11 p.m. And from here to the place is nearly two hours. So right from here, I'm going to take my bath again and drive off. Only God knows how hard we work. Only God knows. It is 9 p.m., nearly 9 p.m. And we are going to those, just when you know where we stay, we are going to circle or so this late hour. Psalm 127 verse 1 unless I want you to write this thing down Psalm 127 verse 1 unless the Lord builds a house the work of the builders is wasted unless the Lord protects a city guarding it with centuries will do no good verse 12 verse 2 is my focus the Bible said it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night anxiously working for food to eat you don't know the bible that is why you are doing things anyhow people the bible said it is so useless for you to work from morning to evening anxiously just working for food some of you the only thing you can do with your salary is to spend is to buy food with the bible said you are wasting your time by doing so there was a point that I was doing the same thing the Lord commanded me walk out of this place I got up and that same day I left the work and never returned it is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows when you read this version you wouldn't really understand when you read the new living translation the NLT the Bible says it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night anxiously working for food to eat the only thing you do is to buy food with it it is useless that is what the Bible is saying there is something better you can do that is work for God there is something better you can do that is encourage your brother there is something better you can do that is follow the instructions of God do not just waste all your time the only thing you do with the money is to spend with it I refuse to raise leaders under me who would waste all their years who would waste all their youth wasting their time in their workplaces doing nothing just feeding themselves I am not saying if your salary is not good go and quit your job no what I am saying is even if you have a bad salary what you have to do is be planning for your own life be planning for your own future be planning for your own destiny proverbs chapter 12 verse 14 the bible said wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings rewards hard work brings rewards not salaries when we talk about a reward we are talking about a thing given in recognition of one service effort or achievement when we talk about a reward we are talking about a fair return for good behavior 
the money they give you at the end of the month is that a reward or it's just a salary because a reward is a fair return a fair return is your salary fair if not start planning for your life you work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. for an organization you give it your all then you come back home just to sleep because you are tired and do it again the next morning you are not tired you are uninspired you are spending your youth working for another one and you are not working on your dream you are spending your years working for an institution and you are not working for your dream you are not tired you are uninspired chase your dream chase your dream seek the will of God for your life and chase after it don't waste your youth working for an institution that only tips you 3,000 cities, 2,000 cities, 1,500, 1,200, 700 cities. No, you can do something better with your life. I will not settle for less and allow my people to waste their years with an organization, with an institution, without chasing after the will of God. Seek for what God wants you to do. Seek for what God desires you to do. Seek for the will of God. God has something better. God has a better covenant. God has a better contract for you. Chase after that. Hear me, people. God bless you so much for being a part of this. Now hear me, somebody. I pray for you that the Lord will do mightily with you because I have to rush back to the radio station I'm already getting notifications <laughs> people this is the hard work of God God bless you guys so much and I pray that your approach to this life will change your perception about this life will change in Jesus mighty name we pray amen anybody who is led to sow into the service into the atmosphere into the word of God you have my blessing to do so you want to sow 200 cities you want to sow 300 cities you want to sow 100 cities you want to sow 50 cities 20 cities 40 cities whatever amount you are led to do so god bless you so much i love you guys the mobile money number is zero five nine six two five five three zero two zero five nine six two five five three zero two and the name is vincent chamartin god bless you guys so much see you tomorrow at 8 p.m bye bye